You are listening to New and Improved here on Sin 90.7. We are lucky enough to be joined by Zach Condon from American folk outfit Beirut, whose new record, Gallipoli, is out February 1st. It's been three years since the release of your last record, which was No, 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 in 2015. And the process of the Mm -hmm. brand new album started in 2016 when you started playing on your old Farfasa organ. Is that organ, is it a family heirloom or is it your own? No, it's actually, uh, I used to work at this movie theater in Santa Fe that showed uh, foreign films. And then they had this performance space where uh, some sort of alternative circus came into town. And they had an organ player, and some of the keys broke, and he just left it there. And this movie theater knew that I collected weird instruments. I was a teenager, maybe 15, 14, and they called me up, and I took it home. And that was it. The rest is history. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess from that experience, you, you said you collect rare instruments. You do play a long list of very strange instruments, like the flugelhorn, ukulele, euphonium, mandolin, accordion, and once even a, a conch shell, which you incorporate into your albums. Mm-hmm. Are there any new instruments that we should keep an ear out for when listening to the new record? You know, I, I had messed with them before. Uh, there's, there's actually a lot of modular synthesizers on the new record as well, these kind of analog synthesizers from the, from the well, I guess, 50s? I don't know. I think they started making them really in the 60s and 70s. So. It's something I've been teaching myself since I came to Berlin, how to work in that format, because it's completely different than keyboards. I think since you went back to that old Farfasa organ that you used on some of your earlier albums, I think there's something sentimental that kind of sums up Gallipoli, which is the new album, it kind of sums up what it sounds like. You recorded mm-hmm. a big part of the album in Italy. Does that place have a lot of mm-hmm. sentimentality to you? Yeah, it does. But the funny thing is, I didn't, I didn't know Italy very well before we went there. I don't know how, but it's not somewhere that I've spent much time, barely any, in fact. For me, it was uh, kind of closing a chapter that, you know, I, I've talked before about that movie theater I used to work in when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. And I used to be obsessed with basically French and Italian films for the most part, a lot of kind of Fellini-style films. So a lot of the soundtracks always crept into my music, and a lot of the, uh, mm. the, the scenery was often kind of in the back of my mind. Did you go to any Italian cinemas while you were in Puglia? Uh, no, no. No? We were way too busy. <laughs> we, we spent most of our time traveling around the coast when we weren't working in the studio and then after that I kind of just traveled up all the way up to Venice for the biennial. Fair enough. Do you think since you you had that connection to Italy since you're a teenager with the Italian cinema, do you think you can hear a sentimentality when you listen to Gallipoli? I think you can hear the same kind of concept of escapism. When I was a teenager it was super important for my mental health I guess to kind of daydream extensively and the films obviously played a huge part in that and somehow and this was a big purpose of the album was trying to recapture some of that kind of that feeling and how enveloping that world was that I used to invent and then you know Italy and and traveling it was all part of it back then and um, you know even process wise I went back in time using a lot of the same instruments and writing everything myself again I think it's there yeah I think it sneaks out
I think also location and places is a, a big part of Beirut sounds. I mean, you know, after all, the band's named after Beirut, Lebanon, but you also have songs named after locations like Perth in Australia, Gibraltar, mm-hmm. Nantes, the Rhineland and Bratislava as well. Why was Gallipoli, mm-hmm. Italy, the location you chose to name the album after? Because I loved the name so much. <laughs> I mean, no, I, there was obviously the, the effect of the location. I mean, we, we spent a night there where there was kind of an event that reminded me of home as well. It reminded me of fiestas in Santa Fe, which is something, you know, the, the kind of chili harvest festival I grew up with, where we have mariachi bands playing and everyone walks through the, through the streets of downtown Santa Fe, which is this ancient Spanish town from the 1600s quite beautiful but but the truth of the matter is that like sometimes city names just strike me and i don't know why that's interesting because i mean gallipoli italy is not the only gallipoli in the world there's also a gallipoli in turkey as well which has an entirely different meaning to australians because in our history we fought in gallipoli in world war one i think you gave beirut its name based on lebanon's history of conflicting cultures that's kind of what you were interested in you're interested in conflict do you find historical right. conflict <clears throat> captivating or fascinating? It is. I mean, it's kind of macabre, but mm. um, I mean, the truth is, you know, when I first came to Berlin, for example, 13 years ago, and I kind of got out of the train and it was the middle of winter, and I'm, I'm looking at all these kind of historical. I don't, I don't know what it is um, exactly, but it's true. It always sneaks in around the corners. And, you know, I lived in Turkey for about four years off and on um, mm. in Istanbul. And uh, and that was what was so strange. I was driving down the, the highway in, in Puglia, in Italy, and I see that name, and I'm going, wait, I know that. Why do I know that? <laughs> and I pull over, and we have this whole experience, and it didn't really dawn on me until the next day after I'd written the song that, uh, oh, yeah, there's a battle in Turkey. Exactly. And then... And then it just it just crept in. Yeah, I don't know if, if maybe some people might even find that insensitive or something, but to me it's just this kind of awful fascination to an extent. It's hard to explain. I get that. We mentioned before this new record, Gallipoli, is out on February 1st, which is very soon. When it's out yeah. in the world, how would you hope people would listen to it or what do you want people to get out of the album? I want people to listen closely. I did, you know, it's it's a rough record in the sense that I let it be raw. I let I left, uh, you know, I didn't tie it up in a nice polished bow. It's it's crunchy for this. I mean, it, it, I wanted it to kind of represent the way I listen to older albums that are my favorites from growing up. In the way that you can kind of dig into the cracks and hear more details the further along you get. But mostly, I just wanted to channel whatever the hell was channeling through me at the time which I try to get out of the way of, actually. So I don't know. I hope that... I think when, I'm, when I wrote this record, I started to realize that, you know, I, I did have... I do have kind of a unique sound. It does kind mm-hmm. of stand apart from a lot of the crowd that I kind of, you know, share festival stages with and that sort of thing. So I want it to be unique for people. I want them to feel like it's something special for them as well. I think lots of fans will find uh, the album special or unique to them, I'm sure. Thank you, Zach, for coming on the show with us today and having a lovely chat. Look forward to the album Glippily coming out on February 1st. 